there. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. If you have not yet grabbed your free guide, Boost Your Self-Confidence, Seven Simple Strategies Every New Homeschool Mom Should Know, then I want you to go grab that freebie right now. You can get it at learntohomeschool.com forward slash freebie. I will also link it to the show notes, but make sure you grab your copy of the free guide because we are breaking down all of the seven strategies in this seven-part series. Today, we are working on strategy number three. And strategy number three is about you are enough. You are enough. I know you may not feel like it, but you are enough. You got into this style of teaching of wanting to educate your kids on your own terms because you wanted to do something different. Not necessarily because you were an expert, not necessarily because you were, you know, a masterful teacher, but because you wanted to connect with your kids. You wanted to create an education lifestyle that you love and you can do it and you are enough. You bring plenty to the table, I guarantee you. You are not the imposter that you think you are. So when you are saying to yourself, well, I'm never going to be as good as this person or this person is such a better homeschooler than I'll ever be, like that is just negative stop, uh, negative self-talk that you need to stop. And the reason is because your uniqueness and your kid's uniqueness is what makes homeschool so magical. You get to do things in a way that only you can do And they have these unique personalities that you get to tap into. As a mom, you know your kids better than anyone else. You know what their interests are. You know what their academics are like. And even if you feel like, you know, I don't have a great sense of where they are, like maybe you're just getting started, you're going to be able to see it very quickly. You're going to know like, oh, wow, my daughter really loves to draw and to write, or my daughter is great at computers. I never knew that she had that coding um, ability, or my son really, you know, loves to do X, Y, Z. And as you begin to see what their interests are and where they go, and you get a chance to shape the learning around those academic and those interest levels you're going to see what a magical process it is. This is not always met, though, with a ton of support. So if you're feeling like, I'm lacking a little bit of confidence and I'm not exactly getting a ton of support from my spouse or my family or my friends, unfortunately, that's kind of normal. Like, not every spouse is totally on board. It's, it's, I think can be a struggle sometimes for for some couples, quite honestly, when they don't see things eye to eye. And and there is that doubt that, you know, well, taking our kids from a brick and mortar, more traditional educational pathway into something that's a little bit um, unknown or um, untested, how's that going to go? And the truth is, you're not going to really know until you get in there and and you try it. So there's a little bit of understanding to why there would be some doubt. But there's also a really great opportunity to educate your kids on your own terms. Create this lifestyle that works for your family, that isn't necessarily tied to a specific bell schedule or calendar schedule in the year. And you might find that that ends up working way better for your family than you ever imagined it could. Um, I think that, you know, a lot of times too, like the way that we thought of homeschool and back in the day, at least for me, and the way that we think of it today has evolved and has changed. I mean, I'll be the first one to admit, like, 
I wasn't so sure about it years ago, and I was probably a little bit judgmental. In fact, I know I was judgmental to to people that had chosen this pathway because it wasn't a pathway that I was on, and it wasn't something that I understood at the time. And it seemed like it was really on the fringe, right? Like for families that really wanted an extreme form of educating their kids. I just didn't really get it back then. But as homeschooling has really moved more to the center and it's opened up to families in a much more mainstream way, I think we're all beginning to realize that it offers a lot of value. I mean, you don't have to just homeschool totally on your own in isolation. There's a lot of opportunities to be part of a charter and and work, you know, maybe a couple days on campus somewhere, a couple days at home. Maybe you're part of a co-op. Maybe you are part of a learning center. Maybe you are part of a micropod. I mean, there's just all different ways that you can connect now with other homeschooling students and with other homeschooling parents. So, So that's a really great thing. You don't have to be totally in isolation. And when you are doing that sort of networking, whether it's in person or maybe through Facebook groups or meetup groups, I think what you'll find is everyone's kind of doing it in their own way, right? And that is the magic of it, is it truly is personalized. The way that you're doing something isn't going to be the way that somebody else does it. You know, you might find that you run really well on a schedule, like everybody gets up, does the same thing, day in, day out, the right time, the right thing, and that really works for your family. Others, not so much. They're going to find like, oh my gosh, for the first time ever, we are sleeping in a little bit later. We're not doing that whole morning rush. We're not, you know, the busyness of packing backpacks and lunches. We're taking a break from that. And and that's what our family really needs right now. And you can do that. And that's the beauty of uh, running a homeschool that you have a little bit more say in. Um, most of that time, you can really choose how you want to spend it and how you think it's best. So don't underestimate yourself, especially when you're just getting started. I just don't think you know enough yet about how you are going to be successful. And you're never going to know that until you really get going and give it a try. So until then, just think about all the things that you do know or have the opportunity to know by giving this a chance. You get a chance to know your kids more. Um, You get to see what they're doing, what they're good at, where their struggles are, and how to adjust, you know, the, the learning to really support them in both of those ways. You get to teach to their interests. You know, have fun with it. If your kids love skateboarding, make that part of the way that they're learning. If they love, you know, my kids love dirt bikes. So we always had to, you know, incorporate a little bit of that in what we were doing. And that made it fun. You know, maybe we would choose to read different books about that or, or um, you know, when we were outside and we could take advantage of doing some of that, like we could incorporate that into the learning as well. So try to find things that, that your kids are connected to that make them also connected to the learning. And, you know, if they need something to motivate them uh, and you can give them some choice about a topic or what subject they're going to work on first, like all of those little things matter. And they're really hard to do in a classroom when there's 20, 25, 30 kids to have that kind of personalization. But that is definitely one of the beauties of being a homeschool parent is you get to involve your kids. They get to have way more voice and way more choice in the learning. And you as a parent, you're totally capable of doing that. And you are enough right from the get-go. And your ability to just 
give them those types of options and make a learning experience really come alive for them is something that you already have. So when you start to think of those negative thoughts in your head, like, oh, I'm going to be really terrible at this. Like maybe you say to yourself, I'm really terrible at teaching math. It's just, it's something that is daunting and I'm just not looking forward to it. Give some equal time to something positive. So in your mind, if you're saying like you're really terrible at math and you're really worried about that, like how in the world are you going to teach, you know, multiplying fractions or something like that? Hey, that's fair enough. But give some time to like the positive side. Like, okay, so I may not be great in math, but maybe my husband can teach that part. Um, or maybe an older brother can help with that part and, and teach the younger one. Or you can say to yourself, okay, that's something that we're going to do the co-op with so that we can you know, focus on other things that are your strengths. Maybe you're great at doing science. And so, you know, maybe the, the math side is an area where you can, you know, get some support so that you can really lean into the science side of things at that, if that's what you're good at. So make sure that you're giving your, your negative thoughts some equal positive thoughts to really even things out. And I think that comes um, as a great example to your kids too. Like if they're coming to you and they're saying something like, I'm bored with this book, or I don't like read-alouds, or something negative, it's great to encourage them to then give some equal airtime to something positive as well. So then ask them, okay, well, how would you like to go about reading a book? What would make it more interesting for you? And maybe they'll come up with some ideas that, you know, that make it more engaging to them. So if they say something like, well, I would like, you know, following along with an audio book, or maybe, you know, taking turns reading aloud, or maybe getting a chance to choose um, you know, one of three books that they could read for a novel study or something like that. That way they are starting to take ownership of the ways that they can be proactive and positive rather than just reactive and negative and leaving it all up to you to figure out. It's not all up to you to figure out. This is a relationship here. And that's why building a relationship with your kids is so critical to having a successful homeschool because you're working together constantly. You can't just say, I'm bored with this or I don't like this and then not present some alternatives. You know, you're, you're throwing away great opportunity for the kids to learn how to take on that ownership if you just allow them to throw out something negative and not find a positive solution. So, you know, use it as a great building block and a great tool and a way to connect with your kids. Here's another secret that I hear from my friend Amy and her podcast, and she says this all the time, and that's that you only need a 10% edge. Yeah, that's true. Like even as a mom, even as a teacher, like in the classroom even, there would be days that I'd be teaching something where I'd be like, okay, I need a quick refresher on this, you know, ahead of time before I go on and teach it because it wasn't something I was doing on the daily that was really fresh in my mind. And the truth is you only need that 10% edge. You just need to be like a little ahead of your kids so that you can explain something to them in a way that will make sense for them. Or you can have a example that you can pull up really quick, or you can have a YouTube video that you maybe Google that you could watch together that could help explain something. So you just need to be a little bit ahead of them. So don't get overwhelmed like you're not, you know, um, a credentialed teacher and you don't know how to do this. Like you don't need a teaching credential to be a great homeschool parent. You just need to have a little bit of a growth mindset, a willingness to be resourceful, a willingness to just, you know, have that 10% edge to keep you going. 
And you can, again, you can search for those things on Google. Khan Academy is great. Um, even Facebook great groups, as I mentioned before, like they're great for ideas for things. You know, like, hey, anybody doing a cool thing with butterflies? I'd love to know, you know, if you found a great resource. That's a great place to go. Grab the resource. You're ready to go. And, you know, your kids don't have to know that you're only a little bit ahead of them because that's all you really need to get going. And the more that you kind of demonstrate that, it is okay to let them in on the secret. Like, and it is okay to say, like, I don't know. Like, who was the emperor during that era? Let's look it up together. And you can dive into things together. You don't have to be the expert, right? And um, you can demonstrate your ability to question something, inquire about something, seek information, go gather the details, um, you know, way different uh, opinions that you're finding online or different facts that you're finding against each other, or create a timeline. I mean, you can just really dive deep and go rich with the learning. And that is one of the things, again, that is so um, meaningful about the time that you get to spend with your kids in a homeschool environment is that you don't necessarily have to stay on page 52, right? If all of a sudden it provokes a question or a thought and it takes you into a deeper discovery of something, that is definitely where the magic happens. And we are going to talk about leaving room for magic in your schedule in another opportunity, or excuse me, in another episode, um, because it's such a great opportunity. And it is really fun when those things happen and getting a chance to take advantage of that at home with your kids. It's amazing. It's a really, really bonding experience. Okay, so I have another friend named Stu whose podcast I listen to, and he said another great thing this week that I was like, oh, this is so perfect. I'm going to relay this in the episode because it sums it up beautifully. And that is this quote, you don't have to get it right, you just have to get going. I loved that when I heard that because it's a philosophy that I've had for a while, but that phrasing I think just really resonated with me. You don't have to get it right, you just have to get going. Guess what? No one really has it all figured out. The moms that you think have it all figured out with their homeschool schedules, they're probably just a little further down the line than you are. But believe me, there's day-to-day things that come up that have them managing what they're going to do all the time. Or maybe their um, kids decide to change courses or change classes or something doesn't work out in their music schedule and they have to rearrange something else. I mean, they're constantly in a state of figuring things out. So don't be fooled by doing that. You don't want to wait until you have everything figured out because you never will. You just have to get going. And really, one of the things about that that I think is um is a myth is that we have to be all planned, right? If we plan everything out, then we're going to, you know, be able to do things really well. Things will go perfect and no uh, little hiccups will happen along the way. But you can't plan your way to this perfectly orchestrated homeschool because it just doesn't work that way. You're dealing with real life. You're dealing with real people. You're dealing with all kinds of schedules and all kinds of variables. And action is actually how you get to more clarity. The more you put things into action, you will start to figure out like what your beat is, what your rhythm is, what type of, you know, homeschool mom are you? What type of learners are your kids? You know, do they do really well to like crunch things together and work really hard for four hours and be done for the day? Or are they better off to take lots of different breaks? I mean, you'll start to figure out what works for you. And again, 
This is the beauty of homeschool. You get to decide the rhythm, the timing, the flow that works best for your family. And the more you put things into action, you will get more clarity and the systems that you need will start to come into focus. Then you'll be able to build on them and then I will show you how to double down on what's working and put those systems together and make them interchangeable with new subjects or new topics so that you can rinse and repeat the things that are working to give you, again, like more flow, more clarity, and more success um, together in your homeschool. So to sum up, there are a few things I want to make sure that you walk away with from today's episode, and that is number one, you are enough right? You are enough. Your unique experiences that you bring to the table are enough. And when you start to have those negative thoughts creep in, make sure that you balance those out with some positive thoughts and have your kids do the same. Number two, you only need a 10% edge. So don't put so much weight on your shoulders. Just do a little bit at a time, get a little bit ahead, and then move on to the next thing. And then number three, you don't have to get it right. You just have to get going. I hope that helps you launch into the next phase of your homeschool. Please join me on our next episode where we are going to be looking at our uh, fourth strategy, I think, fourth strategy of the seven simple strategy series. And if you haven't downloaded your copy, please go ahead and go to learntohomeschool.com forward slash freebie to grab your free guide, boost your self-confidence, seven simple strategies every new homeschool mom should know. Good for new moms, good for veterans moms. Go grab your copy. I'll also link it in the show notes. Have a great day and I'll see you on the next one.